Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the great Jeff Plate. And you know his work for so many things, but certainly from Trans Siberian Orchestra. TSO is uh, has been such a part of our holiday season for many years, and and again, uh, kind of uh, kind of missed a lot with COVID. But you know, look, we're back as a society, and and how better to celebrate that than to celebrate the holidays with TSO? Uh, Jeff Plate, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. Thanks for having me. Well, listen. Uh, we got through it. I was just saying to you off mic, uh, you know, everything go well. And, and it sounded like you guys uh, dodged the bullet and I dodged the bullet with uh, with COVID. But everyone wasn't wasn't as lucky as us. But it has to be nice to get get back to some normalcy. Yes. And I mean, I, in all honesty, we're not out of the woods yet. But, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is we're, we're going to we're going to attempt this tour. We got our fingers crossed that everything will go according to plan and uh you know, that being said, we just can't wait to get back on the road and, and see the fans again. I think uh, I think the break last year made us realize, you know, just how important this is to not only the band members and the people involved in the organization, but, but to the fans. That The Trans-Siberian Orchestra has really become a, a tradition for, for the holiday season. And and that's very, very cool to, to think of it in those terms. But you know, with, with respect to that, we're going to come out. We're going to be as, you know, better than ever, and, and we just can't wait. You know, I, I heard Jeff Beck, the legendary guitarist, uh, say a couple times that when he when he took any extended break and, you know, from, uh, you know, from different groups and then they got back together, uh, he felt it was it was fresh and, and they were uh, they were better than ever once everything kind of clicked in. Did you guys experience any of that? Uh, is it is is there any difference whatsoever? The fact that you took a break and you came back, did it feel much different? Was it just the same as a riding the bicycle? What what um what was your experience with the little break uh, in between? Well, I mean, I I know I feel differently now just doing the the radio and doing the press for this because here here again, Trans Siberian Orchestra was something that you took for granted. It was like clockwork. You know, we were going to be on the road in November, December. You're going to be able to come see our show. I've been doing this now for for over 20 years. So this is to take that normalcy out of my life was also, you know, on a personal level. That was that was a little traumatic too at times because I mean, being home for the holidays was great. I got to spend it with my wife and my pets and my family, and we decked the house out, and it was great. But still, it, it's just not what I've been doing over all these years, and, and I wasn't be able to be on stage doing, you know, what we have been developing and, and building over, over the past 20-plus years. So I think coming back to it, everybody's going to have a, a, a different sense of appreciation and just the importance of being as good as we need to be because the show is going to be fantastic. I've got no doubts about that, but we still need to keep – improving and getting better and just giving the best show possible to these fans. They've supported us through the whole thing. They supported us last year when we did the live stream. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the best thing we can do for them. Yeah, well, the live stream was great. I think you guys handled that as well as anybody 
uh, else has it kind of, uh, you know, and again, uh, you know, everyone has uh, has little hiccups here and there or whatever. But, boy, you guys uh, seem to handle it flawlessly. And um, uh, yeah, I loved what you did with your live stream. Uh, any surprises, anything new that we should know about? Any changes in, uh, in, in the show whatsoever? Well, we're still going to bring the same epic show that we've that we've presented the past you know 15 18 years it's, it's going to be a spectacular show the the celebration this year is the fact that christmas eve and other stories was released 25 years ago so this is it's quite, quite a landmark for us to think that 25 years later our first cd after the release of our first cd that the the tso is still as strong as ever and this will be just a great Celebra celebration and showing respect to that first CD, to Paul O'Neill and the story that he wrote, the songs that he wrote. So we'll be doing that. And, you know, as usual, TSO has always has some surprises. We, we play some fan favorites. We play some band favorites. And there's always some very, very cool moments where we show off all the production that we have and all the, all the new tricks that we have up our sleeve. On Saturday, December 18th, this 2021 in Elmont. Uh, everyone can check out the new UBS Arena. You can see two shows over there for two TSO. And if you're fortunate enough to get tickets, I, I'd start right away. And guys, tickets available uh, for uh, Friday, September 17th. And uh, you can get them at, um, well, I, I guess it, it starts on, uh, that's when you could buy them. Wow. Uh, at transsiberian.com. And uh, also Wednesday, uh, December 22nd, 2021, at Newark, New Jersey, Prudential Theater. Another great place to see a show. And there's 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. shows at both, uh, on both dates. And, and again, uh, you, can, you can get the tickets uh, I guess starting September 17th, uh, uh, Jeff Plate is here with me, Frank McKay, uh, the great drummer of the uh, of the legendary Trans-Siberian Orchestra, TSO, uh, is our very special guest. Am I reading this right? Uh, so you, they can't get tickets until September 17th for the September 18th? I, I'm so, oh, oh, September 17th. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading it as if it's you can only get it the day before. I was gonna say, what do you, you what do you guys want to cause a riot? Okay, it's oh, September seventeenth. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, so that starts that starts right now. Um, this is uh, yeah. All right, l listen, this is great, and it's uh, it, it's again. Uh, let's assume that everything's gonna go smoothly. I think even with the Delta variant. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to shut down. I, I, I'm maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I don't think we're going to shut down like we were before. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Do you have a gut feeling on it? Well, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think we're going to be we're going to be in a position to to get through this tour, even if we even if we deal with some some adversity. You know, this the thing with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra tour is we have this really this seven to eight week window to do this. It's not like we can cancel a show in November and reschedule it for January. It just ain't going to happen. So, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best. I think everybody right now is really, really on their best behavior. Nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to miss this tour. You know, nobody wa wants to be responsible for, for, you know, infecting anybody else either. So 
with respect to that, I, I think we're going to be in good shape. I mean, I got my fingers crossed, uh, and, and I think that's the best we can do. It's, it's just a matter of everybody just needs to be very respectful and very careful, and, and we should be okay. You mentioned the late, great Paul O'Neill and uh, what a uh, what a legacy he leaves behind and i seem like i it, it seems like i ask you this every time i speak to you i don't want to drive you crazy with it but uh do do you folks and the uh, o'neill estate um is there like a, a transition long-term plan with tso and i ask you because i haven't spoken to you in a year uh, about it and all kinds of things could could change but i look at uh tso as as you know, and, and even though you you know you were there from the beginning and and everything else, but I I look at it as something that's going to outlive me, outlive you, outlive our kids, outlive our you know, I you know it's it's uh, very much, uh, you know I, I guess I, I don't know, I want to call it like the uh, the the Rockettes you know the Christmas show at, at whatever that might you know that's that's a little little longer but. You know the Radio City Music Hall that that goes on, and and when the the old crew passes on, the next crew moves on. Do you think it's going to be like that? Do you think Trans Siberian Orchestra is going to be like that? Uh, and is there anything changed since the last time I asked you that question? Well, I do think it's going to be like that. I, I it's interesting. You know, we lost Paul in 2017, and and, and leading up to that point, you know, once TSO. Once TSO really became successful, and and I'm going to take a couple steps before that because Paul always knew Paul was TSO's biggest fan. Paul believed in this over and above anything. He knew that this was something special, and when it became so successful, when it became such a hit with so many people, I think then he really you know he could hang his hat on that. But he would also talk about. Trans-Siberian Orchestra outliving us all. I mean, you kind of just mentioned that. He used to say the same things to us. You know, TSO was going to be passed down from generation to generation and, you know, this and that and every other thing. When we lost Paul, it was obviously, you know, devastating and it was it was such a shock. But to put that all in perspective, to think that the, the man who created it was the first one we were going to lose along the way, wow. But to his credit, this thing has, has gotten bigger um paul always had some very good people around him that knew how to handle the business part of this and knew how to handle these tours so this has all continued on quite well it's actually growing every year which is pretty amazing to, to think that this has been on the road for literally 22 years in a row you know disregarding last year so i do think trans-siberian orchestra musically is going to live forever as far as the live performance, you know, these shows were developed in a way that wasn't necessarily highlighting anybody individually on stage. And this show is about the story. It's about the music. It's about the lyrics, the presentation, the production. So as time has gone on, we have gone through a number of cast members over all these years. Uh, myself, Chris Caffrey, Al Pacelli, and Johnny Middleton, the uh, the four of us were in Sabotage when Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224 was first released. You know, the four of us have been here from the beginning. There's a lot of other people that have come and gone over the years. So, I mean, I fully expect that someday, you know, my, my time will come. I will have to retire at some point. And somebody else will sit in my position and, and do a fantastic job, and this thing will, will keep on rolling. 
it's interesting to think, you know, these two bands, the East Coast group and the West Coast group, the number of players that have returned over the last 12 years or so, we've really become bands, you know, we've become families. And I know that the audience really connects with that. But there's also a large part of the audience that is seeing us for the first time every year. So they're, they don't have a connection to Jeff Plate or they don't have a connection to Al Petrelli and, you know, on down the line. It's all about the show, the music, the story, and I don't see any reason why that's going to stop anytime soon. Tickets available immediately. By the time you hear this, they'll be on sale at transsiberian.com. There's a hyphen between trans and Siberian, and the, the show's Saturday, December 18th, and uh, that's at Elmont at the new UBS Arena, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. showtimes. Two shows in, uh, in Newark, New Jersey, Wednesday, December 22nd at the Prudential Center in Newark. And same thing there is uh, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. two shows. And again, trans-siberian.com is where you can go to get the tickets. Get them quickly, uh, it, you you know, especially with the year off in between. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be a very, very hot ticket, and it's the uh, best way to spend the holidays uh, that I can imagine, and it's uh, it's so much cooler than ice capades or whatever the hell they do for, for, for Christmas and other, <laughs> and other spots, and I, that's all due respect there. This is Trans-Siberian Orchestra, TSO. Frank McKay here with Jeff Plate. Uh, Jeff, going back to the the origins here, just for a, a moment, and you mentioned Al and and the other guys. Uh, did you see this as a side project that uh, that that wouldn't have longevity, or did you not know? Uh, was there opti? I'm 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 sure uh, Paul had a tremendous uh, optimism for it, a tremendous vision. But well, I, I shouldn't even say that. What what was the outlook? Was it a side project that? Uh, that that sounded fun, interesting, and creative. Uh, what did it, it? When did it start getting the legs, uh, the long-term effect that uh, that we see now? Well, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, twelve twenty-four was was initially released on a Sabotage record called Dead Winter Dead. Now, Paul's commitment to getting the song on that record showed showed me really what he believed in. You know, I, I mean, at the time we were. There, there was just a lot of conversation about whether that song should have been included on this Sabotage record. So Paul went out on this, and then obviously when that song was released and, and picked up by a DJ down in Florida, Mr. Mason Dixon, and the reaction to it was so strong. I mean, Paul kind of knew all along that that song was a hit. So when that song really took off, here again, this was Paul's vehicle to, to form the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and put this whole idea of his together and make it a reality. I don't think for one second Paul ever thought that this was going to be any sort of a side project. I, I, he was committed to making this thing what it is. Now, the rest of us, uh, we scratched our heads a lot. You know, we're just wondering, God, where is this thing going to go? What, what does this mean? And so on and so forth. Christmas Eve and Other Stories was released in 1996, and, and along with, with that song, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, that CD was a hit. So we knew at the time we had something musically that was really connecting with people. And 
to think that it was such a Christmas holiday driven idea, you know, that that in itself was a little strange at first for all of us. We're a bunch of metalheads, you know, and the Paul, I don't think Paul ever, ever doubted anything for one second, but Christmas Eve and other stories was released in 1996 and the first several years of touring from 99 up until 2004, I would say somewhere in that area, Paul probably did not make a penny off any of this. You know, he just kept investing into the show and developing the production and developing the presentation. And lo and behold, when that thing hit around that time period, it was like, wow. And, and I just remember, I remember at that time, we had graduated from theaters to small arenas to major arenas and selling them out not once a day, but twice a day. And it was like right then, it was like, okay, this thing is definitely for real and this is happening and this is not going anywhere anytime soon. So, hey, you know, all the credit in the, in the world to Paul. He stuck by his guns and committed himself to this and, and he made it work. Visionary. I mean, a uh, <laughs> foresight. That yeah, had, I, I remember. Look, I mean, it's easy to say now, but I'll tell you, I, I remember when I first heard, uh, heard, heard the album and heard certainly heard the song. I, I was just floored by it, and I, I just I remember where I was. I remember who I was with, you know, that type of thing, and everybody's mouths just dropped and were like, "Wow, no kidding," you know. And uh, I, I, I'll tell you, and, and I think a lot of people feel that way. But you know, to think that we'd be talking about it here this much later you know there's you know so much later uh <laughs> is just i it, you know i i'd be lying to say we'd be talking about it now and in, in, in uh 2021 i mean it's just amazing and now i'll be shocked if people aren't talking about it in in, in 2041 and uh, you know i i would i mean i would absolutely be shocked if uh, it's just it's it's Christmas, and when you have something that has to do with Christmas, if I, I've said to people all, all, you know, so many years, and boy, if you can ever write a successful Christmas song, it's evergreen. It's there forever, and and it will go on for hundreds of years. I mean, you think of the Christmas carols that have uh, that have uh, that have lasted. Even bad Christmas carols last for uh, you know. I mean, there's. I'm not going to start naming <laughs> naming bad Christmas songs, but there's some terrible Christmas songs that you just like it or not, you will hear every single year, and you uh, you can't avoid hearing it if you're listening to Christmas music. Once again, a couple minutes left with Jeff Plate from Trans Siberian Orchestra and so much else. Can I ask you to deviate for a second? Uh, uh, how goes anything else uh, that you're working on? Is there anything that you could kind of kind of fill us in quickly on with what you're doing with uh, with with your other work? And and before you go, we'll once again plug the dates. So you know, a couple of years ago, I started working on an original project called Alter Rain. Uh, th this is a bucket list project I, I had in mind for years. I, I wanted to. I wanted to be the director of a project, you know, where, where I wrote the lyrics, I, I produced the music, I, I uh, set up the, the direction and the theme of everything. So I was able to put this together. I mean, if there was any blessing in COVID, that was it. Because last year, I just, it, it allowed me all the time to focus on completing that project. So, so El Terrain, uh, you know, my, my band members, I have, I have four other local people, Tommy Cook, Kevin McCarthy, Colin Holloway, and Zach Hamilton, along with Jay Mangini, who a longtime keyboardist in the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, 
we we completed an album called Mother's Day, which was released on January 8th of this year. It's uh, received very, very well. I'm just thrilled with the response and, and the, the reaction from the fans to this. So so I've uh, been, been working dil- diligently on the number two on the second record. We basically have the entire thing written at this point. So drum tracks and rhythm tracks are being recorded now. So hopefully I'll be able to release the second Alterain record early next year. Um, along with that, I teach. You know, I, I've been teaching drums. The COVID thing really made me, obviously I had to switch gears and, and do everything online, but that kind of opened up a whole nother world where now I'm teaching people all around the country. So that's that's very cool too. If anybody out there is interested, just, just look me up and go to my Facebook page and uh, send me a, send me a message and, and, and we'll talk about it and see if we can get something going. But, uh, but yeah, there's always something going on musically, you know, I mean, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is, is obviously my, my career, and, and when it gets to be this time of the year, that's that's what consumes my time. But but throughout the rest of the year, hey, you know, I love music, and, and I love creating music and, and working with good people, so so I keep that going as much as I can. Well, Jeff, uh, congrats on, on everything, certainly TSO, uh, and we'll be uh, we'll be uh, mentioning these dates once again. This, well, I'll do it right now, December 18th uh, in Elmont, UBS Arena, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. shows, two shows. Tickets available right away. Uh, you can get on it right away at trans-siberian.com. And, and the same goes for Wednesday, December 22nd in Newark, New Jersey, Prudential Center, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. Once again, two shows. Uh, but do yourselves a favor. Get Mother's Day. I'm so biased. It's it's just a great, great, great album, Ultra Rain. Uh, just uh, amazing, uh, Jeff Plate. Thank you very much. Uh, give us a website for Ultra Rain if you don't mind, and uh, or or your own website. Give us something where we can follow along with other things. Yep, you can go right to uh, my Facebook page, www.facebook.com/slash Jeff Plate Music uh, slash Ultra Rain. You can go to RatPackRecords.com/slash Ultra Rain. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've got uh, I got stuff all over the place, so. Just, just Google my name. Google the name of the band, Alterain, A L T A R E I G N, and you will find out what we're up to. So, I really appreciate it, Frank. I, thank you for the good words. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for all the great music over the years, Jeff Plate. Thanks for being here. Thank you, man. Take care, Jeff Plate from TSO Trans Siberian Orchestra. Check it out. But check out Alterain. Uh, Mother's Day is was their their debut, and it's just absolutely mind blowing record. A great record. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.